0: Hello and welcome to this week's The Two Pinter, it's myself Gaz and me I. and together we're two mates who have argued and debated sports for 10-12 years now since we uh, met in university in the uh, heavy days of 2005 um, and since then we've, we've just talked about all sorts of sports really but we always had a, a wager on the sports or the, um, the things that we debated and it was always a two pint so hence the two pinter Today we're going to come to you. We're going to come to you and discuss uh, lots of different sports. Uh, it's probably going to be one of my one of my. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Such anticipation. One of my favourite. I think this one, Jono. About you? No, Gareth, I'm not. <laughs> uh... For those who don't I know, Jono is a uh, Jano's a, uh, a Blackburn and Arsenal supporting Englishman, uh, and I'm a Liverpool supporting Welshman. So we uh, we we're well, probably debating clash on on lots of different areas. And we thought we'd discuss today, uh, we would, we'll discuss the Champions League final, uh, we will discuss the Premiership final, a bit of boxing, a bit of the Giro, and we'll touch on what's going on in uh, in Paris in the tennis, and then we'll probably come back round and discuss Arsenal and Chelsea from last week, a uh, bit of Cricket World Cup, and then finally, uh, probably the big one, uh, we'll discuss the big, big news in the heavyweight division uh, that happened over the weekend. So that's just to uh, wet your appetites a bit, and just a bit of admin. If you do want to get in touch with us, uh, please contact us on uh, @pinter2. Um, that's Facebook and Twitter, both at @pinter2, and uh, it'd be great to great to hear off you. So, Jono, without further ado, I'll try and suppress the smiles and uh, the glee in my voice. But um, Liverpool Champions League won it. Did they deserve it?
1: Um. Uh, not especially, but I didn't really think they didn't deserve it either. If you get what I mean, it was obviously uh, for anyone who didn't watch. It was don't go back and watch any highlights or so, because you wouldn't you wouldn't find any. maybe one goal and one, one decision. Um, it was a drab drab affair, wasn't it? And, uh, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't think you deserved it especially, but I didn't I didn't think Spurs deserved it really either. It was just a you kind of got the the dodgy decision for mine.
0: Um, well, well, well. You, <laughs> let, let, let's start with that then, shall we? It
1: was straight away in the game, wasn't it? So why not?
0: Which, which dodgy decision then was it? Was this? Just describe what happened.
1: So uh, you know, Mane goes uh, down the uh, wing. He, he plays a cross. Uh, Sazuko's got his arms in a funny position, but the ball goes into his chest, Gareth, not his arm. And then goes into his. Uh, then brushes his arm slightly. There was no deliberate attempt to play the ball. Uh, just a <laughs> unfortunate ricochet. If we're going to start penalising people every time there's a ricochet. Um, just, just don't know what the rules was about. I mean, it's just deliberate content. There's nothing deliberate about that. He had his arms a bit, a bit of a silly position sure, but it hit his chest.
0: But, that, but that's the thing, though, isn't it? You you can't have your hand up there pointing. I don't know what he was pointing at. But he was pointing to something in the sky, I think. Uh, and then say that you, if the ball hits your arm. You, you know, people put their arms behind the back these days, don't they, to to make sure they're not um gonna get the the ball hit by the arm. It, it, it was it, it was unfortunate. It was a stupid thing to do, and it probably. Probably took a bit of a shine off the off the opening game, although maybe that was, like you say, maybe that was the highlight. But it was definitely a penalty.
1: No, there's there nothing deliberate about trying to play the ball
0: there It hits <laughs> his did. chest first. So it, doesn't, it, was, it doesn't matter if it, it hits doesn't. his chest first. It hit his arm. It, it, it probably hit his arm twice on the way down.
1: It does matter because it's about deliberate contact. If it goes into your chest, that's not deliberate contact. It's bounced into your arm, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's he's tried to hit it onto his arm, but he has, his arms, it, it's not just a deliberate contact if your arms up in an unnatural position.
1: What well, isn't that he's not making an attempt to play the ball with his arm there? I don't think, and that's what the rule says—it's about deliberate contact with the ball. You uh, can have, he, he, yeah, you can have your body in a shoe position, and then he, I suppose he's given the referee the option, but I, I just don't think it's 8 he It's gone into his chest first and then bounced off. If you, it's going to be. It's a difficult thing to legislate every time. So ball bounces. Uh, if so if the ball bounced into his arm, and it was down by, down slightly out, not as high. Would it? Would it be
0: a penalty? Um, no, probably not. If it wasn't, it wasn't as high. But if, but if he run equally, if if defenders start running into the into the box, particularly maybe for corners, where just everyone puts their hands up in the air, and just hope that you know. Oh, I'm not. I'm not trying to play an option. Oh, it just hit it. Oh, that was unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that would be a problem, but this is not what he was trying <laughs> to do there, he just had his arm in a straight position, yeah, and that was, it was, a okay, a bit silly, but, say, it hit his chest, then bounced up.
0: Yeah, and, and Hoddle was with you on this, wasn't because Hoddle kept saying, um, I don't know if anyone's watching BT, but they kept saying half-time, uh, it can't be a penalty, because um, it hit his chest first, but, and it, it's unfortunate, Ricochet, but it's off off his own, if it come off another lad's leg, perhaps, and it then... Flicked up, even then though. I, th- I think it's probably still a handball because it's, it's just it's an unnatural position for your arm. You can't have your arm up there.
1: Yeah, you you can't legislate on what your body positions each time. Like yeah, all right, some players do now go with their arms down and and are trying to take that away, and that's great. But your your body does get in all sorts of unnatural positions in a football game, doesn't it? And to be penalised for the ball hitting a legal part of your body then bouncing into that is. That you could you could give a lot for that, think, and that's not an easy thing to legislate. Because then, well, I'd like I say I think you've then legislated on what if it's deliberate acts or what he's trying to do with it, and that's a that's a whole thing to judge. Um, but but th- so. the, other th-
0: the other thing on this though is the um, so they had VAR and VAR. had a brief look at it, thought there was no case to answer for, and, and that was that was it. it was moved the game was moved on.
1: Yeah, it was all a bit confusing there because it wasn't. Just, I think the idea is that someone looks at it and says if it's. a uh, is it an obvious disagreement? They'll have a look at it again. Or they yeah. obviously disagree with the
0: ref. Yeah, yeah I'd,
1: I'd, I'd, I'd like to see him take a bit more of a look at it if he's happy with the decision. Because I mean, in the bang bang moment of it, it probably looks like a ball's career straight into his arm, and I don't. The ref, I don't think that's a terrible decision at all. Um, I didn't think he had a bad game after that, really. But I think with the, how quick it was, um, and how early on it was in the game, I'd like, and how big an impact it had, now I'd like to see him have a look at it If he wants to stand with his decision, then I'd still disagree with it. But fair play. But just a. Go straight to it. Uh, yeah, I would have seen him have a great look at it, really.
0: But I think that I think they would, probably would have, and I think that that in itself tells you how um, how much of a non-controversy they thought it was. The VAR officials looked at it briefly, agreed with the referee's decision; it was a penalty, and that's it. Moved on. It was only I, I didn't have any wind of the thought that it was. Um, I mean, I, didn't, I don't look at my phone in the game, so that probably help, but I probably don't know, uh, but I didn't have any wind of, like, the, the, there was a controversy around it at all until half-time when um, Glenn Alder was going on about it, and uh, I was chatting to you as well, and you, you were saying that it was controversial. I was like, oh, what? Where? <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, as a Liverpool fan, you might, and as an anti-Liverpool <laughs> fan, I do, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I saw, uh, saw other comments from people saying that the uh, someone as uh, Liverpool fans robbed the IR uh, the camera. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, which, which I enjoyed.
0: Uh, about the only thing of the game I did enjoy. Um, yeah, let's get to the game then. I mean, it was it, we'll probably won't spend too much on it because it was an absolutely awful game. You're quite right. Um, they just seemed void of quality all over the place until uh, until Divock took his goal nicely. But um, yeah, it's just it was just a funny game, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think um, think Potch deserves some criticism. I don't think Kane was the right. No. Uh, was the right option, it was it was bold and I suppose you're backing your, your captain and your talisman and that's nice but he just didn't look at the racer at all did he and yeah. not unexpectedly you know he hasn't played football for, for months uh, you know he looked short of match fitness he, he does that thing with Kane that you don't particularly enjoy unless he's in his pond where he sort of comes deep and tries to link up pay, play and um, it didn't work because he was slow and ponderous and he mm. was, was no threat to Liverpool really and no. um, yeah, unless Kane's coming there and moving the ball quickly uh, You've, he doesn't have any value there. Whereas uh, you'd have thought someone like Lucas Moura, at least he he's got some pace. And if he turns you quickly, you're in trouble. Kane Kane wasn't going to do
0: that. Um,
1: no. So and
0: we, and we talked quite a depth last week, didn't we, about what you know what what would it look like with Kane playing or Kane not playing? Um, and I think it kind of bore out pretty much what we were saying that, it, like you said, it was just Kane d- did slow things up, and it's easy to defend against. Whereas if they'd had, I think you were making the point last week, they'd had Moura and Son and. Ericsson pinging around that makes it a little bit difficult for um, for Liverpool to pick up, but yeah, it was it was fairly easy. I mean, Spurs still had a couple of chances, didn't they? Um, particularly in the second half, uh, Alison. Yeah, one good spell
1: during that yeah sort of second second half where you, you know, pushed you back a bit and um, mm. seemed to be put the pressure on. And Allison, um, I didn't think any save was outstanding, but he still no. got to make him in a, in a big game, and um, and he did. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't enough. Really, they brought more and more on eventually, and you obviously Spurs had the best part of two thirds of the ball, didn't it? Didn't they? Which is unusual against a side like you. Um,
0: mm. And, at, and uh, it was funny that, especially the second half, um, you could see the shape of Liverpool. They were just happy to let Spurs have the ball, so we took we played four three three, but the even the wing backs tucked inside, and Spurs wing backs were pushing up wide on the wings, uh, and centre half was just pinging the ball to them throughout, through most of the second half, and we wouldn't. It was almost just like, well, let, let's let them on the ball there as long as they're not coming through the middle. I think trying to keep the ball away from um, Ericsson. I think Winks, I thought Winks was, um, was he made a couple of sloppy passes, but at least he was trying to make things happen. I thought he was a bit of a danger man when he went off.
1: Yeah, maybe you're something about fitness there. I don't know, he hasn't played a mm. belly either, it's the same as Kane, but um, yeah, I it was just weird when you, your boys um, did what you needed to do, but you're you know generally known for your, Help with a up a fast-paced pressing style, and Spurs probably aren't quite as fast-paced in the press as they used to be. They're generally a team that puts a lot of pressure on them. There was some decent sort of pressing, but that, that was about the highlights of both teams. Really, it wasn't just mm. uh, just a lot of um, Spurs not looking threatening with it. You were pretty sloppy on the ball for your ability, um, mm. but you even when you were given the ball, they never looked particularly like Spurs were going to suddenly ch- you know smash you on the counter, and it just yeah neither side looked like they normally do. And um, I think their yeah, final puts pressure yep. on, but just uh, just it did, didn't didn't turn out into a game, did it?
0: No, no, it didn't. And maybe there's a there's a wider context uh, chat about the context of that. Maybe we'll touch on that when we come to to Chelsea Arsenal. But um, I, th- I think um, I, obviously I am very biased, but I'm going to say we we I think we did deserve it. We looked a little bit more threatening when we did have shots, and Luis had to make a couple of good good saves. Yeah, I thought there was there was a chance we could have scored before Divock did. Um, but I mean, I'm not claiming that as being one of Liverpool's greatest performances by any stretch. Um, yeah, no, you, you
1: did what I mean, You did what you had to do. So it's not to say that it was undeserved in any stretch. And you obviously had a great tournament after a, you know difficult group stage where you, you could have gone out of one of one point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you've come back against Barcelona, roaring one of your great performances ever. Yeah, I d didn't think you were particularly any better than the Spurs in the final, but you certainly weren't any worse either and you, you had a couple of chances and took them. Um the Spurs had a couple of chances and didn't and, and that's about what happened really. Um, yeah. and you can um you know, if I'm if I'm a Spurs fan, I'm I'm kicking myself and saying we could have won that game, we could have played better, we could have done more of that no, that's what I have And if you're a yeah. Spurs player I'm sure. sure. Because you don't feel like gave the best there, but um you watched Liverpool the last couple of months, um you Liverpool had another <laughs> Three, four gears above that. Um, yeah, you better, you better got out first, second, really, and uh, um, yeah, dodgy car and energies aside. Uh, yeah, you, I don't, I don't know if it's the three weeks off. Uh, if you want, you won't sense what we're coming to. But just neither mm. side looked. Um, yeah, looked or did what they re- usually do. Um, but you, you took, you know, you, you defended your lead and your defence that has been very solid for your season. again game didn't
0: look troubled really. Mm. And. Uh, finally a bit of silverware for Liverpool then after well what well, was the same last year wasn't it? Uh, last week that i think the last decent was
1: English, wasn't it? carling cup well or, yeah, yeah R- and even Rafa- before
0: that was Rafa's fa cup in 06 so yeah. um yeah it was uh, much needed and i think much needed for klopp as well what was that the, the sixth final um that he was uh, he was going into possibly without a win so yeah it was uh, it was much needed and makes our season um yeah a good season uh, not, it would have been a funny season. We lost the Champions League final and lost to the uh, lost the league uh, by a point But uh, now it makes it a, a good season, and hopefully, from a Liverpool point of view, we, we kick on. Uh,
1: not to, uh, not, I never want to trumpet your club, Gareth, um, and certainly don't want to celebrate you too much. But I, I, I go further and say it's a superb season. No, you, you didn't quite win the yeah. Premier League, but that's not because you weren't um, you weren't good or didn't give it a good fucking go. You. You're excellent, and you know would have won the Premier League. Was it 15 out of 17 times? Um, mm. You know, and and so on top of that to win the European Cup. All um, right, for a club like you, it's not that rare. Six times now. It's um, you know, you've heard. I think you've heard all time, aren't you? But, mm. um, yeah. You, <laughs> how many other clubs of you know? Uh, British clubs have won it. You're talking uh, in recent times, just just United and Chelsea, Chelsea then, and then yeah. you're going back. You you've got your Forest, uh, your Forest, your Derby, and Villa. Really, is you know, it's quite an elite list.
0: Um, mm. and Celtic know, if you want yeah. British but.
1: yeah um, you know there's not many one, and, and so yeah you're right Klopp's kind of um, he's you know he's, um, he's been loud and vocal and exciting and I'm, yeah I, I haven't liked him since he joined your club but I did, I did worry <laughs> when he joined that he was going to turn things around and he really has mm-hmm. um, and now he's got some silverware to back it so there's no You'll like will face no more chat now, will he? If he could, you know, he could leave next year, having come fifth, and you'd mm. still all celebrate and say how great he was. Um, mm. Yeah, he's he's kind of done that, and you now you're um you're a very attractive proposition to come to. I mean, there's not much strengthening you need, but if he does want to go and buy someone, you've got a yeah a very good Premiership campaign. You've you've obviously you made a fortune by winning the Champions League. You're not really struggling money wise, and um, no. yeah, the, the worry is, you could be building something that will go well for a good few years yet. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I really hope you're right there, John. I wasn't expecting such uh, such praise. I'm not used to this. Um oh, I'm, I hope I'm horribly wrong, and I, yeah, something goes
1: wrong, and yeah, Klopp. Uh, I don't know. Klopp starts talking about Arlene Drury. I okay, so guess <laughs> he'll talk to your players, maybe, or uh, yeah, some uh, some scandal. Maybe yeah, Klopp leaves with Eureka Johnson. Any, any any of that sort of thing would work for me. Um, and, <laughs> Um, yeah, well, had, but, uh, it
0: looked like he was almost going to fall off the bus uh, bus yesterday with the, the parade. He had quite a few uh, few shandies sitting on the back there. And, uh, yeah,
1: the cops f- attacked someone uh, out in uh, Madrid somewhere just to attack to I don't know a Spurs fan who told him that he didn't think they played that well. And yeah, it's it a <laughs> scandal. But um, yeah, I haven't heard
0: anything, so I'll, um, I'll keep hoping on that. Hmm. Well, talking of a uh, team sort of moving on, and um, well, I was going to say an unstoppable force that you almost described Liverpool as there, but. Um, Switching sports to rugby, you went to the uh, the Premiership final, Jono, on the weekend, which we got. By the way, got to thank you for um, a sport on tap that came out.
1: Lovely plug, Gareth. Lovely plug. Yes, um, and it was it was a brilliant game. In um, complete contrast to uh, Liverpool Spurs, maybe no, may have been a bit sporty earlier day watching um, a great rugby game, but yeah, a superb final. Um, two really really good rugby teams. Um, you, you watch a game like that and you wonder how England don't. They didn't win the Six Nations, really, because they're chock- full of England nationals. And um, oh, oh, oh and I, I'm
0: and Liam Williams. Let's not get carried, carried away. <laughs>
1: and he did score after after a great Owen Farrell kick. Um, oh, but, I was yeah, all about uh, the take. All about the take. <laughs> right, pinpoint accuracy, but yeah, it was um, two really good sides. And I fought for a little for a moment, just fought for a moment, Exeter, uh, you know, they got themselves into an 11 point lead, mm. and I thought this is their this is their time. They they played Sarah They were the better side for. Um, most of the game, really, but coming down to the you know the last twenty minutes when they sort of um, couldn't quite bring the same energy and didn't seem to sort of get over the game and all that had been and yeah, Saracens just did what Saracens do and turned the screw and scored points on they need to and um, yeah run out well three point winners in the end but yeah it was a late uh, extra try sort of consolation so but it was um, well it was yeah, uh,
0: two, two. Oh, before you get too carried away with Farrell and, and Sarries Farrell almost um, threw it away from didn't he Mr. It a kick just before, what was that with just gone so it was 30, 27, wasn't it? And it was a kick right in front of the posts.
1: Yeah, because I think it went 37 27 and an extra sort of score. Yeah, it was. Hmm. Uh, yeah, no, he was, he was the, his his general game was superb. Hat Farrell, I thought he was brilliant with the hand. His kicking out of hand was good, but for yeah, rare time, he's kicking from six. He did kick a, uh, another big one there uh, when they got back to winning three points. He kicked a, a good conversion. But hmm. uh, yeah, generally, his, his kicking at post wasn't up to his usual standards. But um, I thought generally he, he managed a lot of the game very well and, and brought their players into it and, and certainly controlled it as they brought it back. Um, yeah, and just uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you can pick any sort of all cliche. You want really the greater experience told that now to win in those moments. Um, but they do. They've won <laughs> won the premiership three out of the last four years. They've won the Heineken Cup Prix out of the last four years. Mm-hmm. They're um, a full blown dynasty now. And um, yeah, I mean, you thought they would would finally get over that, I and mean, then look like they were going to for a while. And, and they're they're a very good team. And I saw Baxter, I think Rob Baxter, their coach after, would say that. They could be very proud of pushing aside side as good as that close, and I thought that was spot on. Really, he, um, he's realistic and he knows how good the the opposition he's playing are.
0: Um, well, is that Rob Baxter future England coach? Uh, he doesn't sound
1: like he wants it. I probably, I probably don't know. <laughs> yeah, do really <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to see him. I think he's uh, great. If he didn't, maybe we go see if Irish Mark McCall wants to come in because he's he's built something very special at Saracens there. Um, but yeah, they're probably content uh, earning a bit less in the Premiership and, and managing better sides. To be honest. Mm. Um, but no, it was it was a great game. I thought um, yeah, like uh, I hope Jack Knowles was okay because he went off injured. He was superb. They couldn't stop him. He just kept running free. it would be be free four minutes beyond the game line. He'd wriggle out the first tackle. Then he'd beat another tackle and carry on going. Um, yeah, he, he thought he was superb. And he, he would have been man of the match. He not another losing side. I think I told you, got it. He was very good, but still. Got yellow card and gave away some silly penalties. Um, yeah, the uh, George George Cruz was, was pretty handy. Um, yeah, with Jeremy Saracens, uh, Billy Billy ran all Day, they're they're very good. They know exactly what they're doing. And um, yeah, when it really mattered, their kind of defence came back a bit and pushed Exeter back. It hadn't done all day, and, and they managed to score the points they needed to. and Yeah, great try uh, Farrell to Liam Williams. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's not he's not huge as Liam Williams, but he seems to nah. be a serious threat when you put him up. Yeah, in that corner.
0: Um, just a shame then that uh, despite all this talent and despite all these uh, obvious uh, players that England can't perform.
1: Just get it going for the World Cup. Gareth. doing it when it matters. All these uh, players will come together and they'll you know say be, rejoice about the battles they've had against each other and put it uh, put it all together for, for England with uh, well, yeah I don't know, Ben Youngs in there as well for the mighty league eleventh place. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, just hope we can uh, they can all go away now and have a bit of a break and wrap themselves in cotton wool for the summer. Um,
0: and and rest, that's it now, isn't it? it? It's the uh, the World Cup in in September. That's what that's the next big thing in the in the rugby calendar.
1: Yeah, uh, the, you know, there's a few warm up games, now isn't there, We've got we're playing you. We've
0: played you twice. Yeah, yeah we think we're off. Is it no, no, I fantastic. know. Maybe we play Ireland twice, actually.
1: I think we I think we might have Ireland twice as well. But yeah, we've got uh, we've got no. I think it's you Ireland and Italy. Sorry, take take it back. Um, so if you want, then they'll be odd because England v be Ireland, England v Wales are usually huge occasions. You wonder if, if both coaches are going to be trying to play the cards close to the chest a bit and um, mm. and and you know try out some different options maybe, or or if they both go hammer and time and get a proper test match. But um, yeah, um, been a, a very good rugby season and um, yeah, dominated by Saracens at the end really is, um as I think to their way really now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was so uh,
1: you say you said they're unstoppable. It's hard to see who beats them really, and just they've got, unless they get pinged for all these disposed salary cap um, cheating they're doing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they've got a, they've got a squad there that's a lot of young players who, who are only getting better. Um, hmm. The Vinapholos, alright They get a few injuries, but Vitoji, Cruz, George, in the, in the pack, and then Farrell, Lazowski, uh, Goode. Uh, Liam Williams you say they've got Elliot Daly joining next season that they're, they're not gonna get better. Yeah. Um it's up to Exeter and you know, the Exeter running close, but other than that, uh it's the other side's Gloucester's and Northampton have improved greatly
0: this season but it is it's still a big gap as the semi-final shows. Mm oh, well we talked last week about um Hogg coming to join Exeter and maybe that'll that'll certainly improve uh, Exeter. Um, not that they need that much improvement, but yeah, just to get over the line against Sarries, that's the the big stumbling block and um
1: yeah, and he's, to be fair, it's a good call. He's um, his sort of game breaker who can just make magic happen that you kind of need against Harrison's because standard running rugby. I mean, Exeter pushed him back well and, and and showed some very good forward power and and worth. They did probably push Saracens back and push him around a bit for uh, for for an hour, um, which is an impressive feat. But yeah. um, yeah, just a player who can make him, make magic out of nothing. Uh, it could, could really help. So yeah, I'd be excited to see him at Exeter and and hope he can push him on. Um, and yeah, get got over, you know, series. So they did once to the semi-final, didn't they? We love to see them in the <laughs> final.
0: Yeah. Well, let's move on from rugby now. We've got a few things to rattle through here. Uh, this is what we call our s- shot section. Uh, when we call it the uh, the two pinter. So at the bar, a couple of shots. Um, start off with the Giro, Jono. How did that finish? Uh,
1: a surprise win for Richard Carapaz of Movistar, mm-hmm. um, who. Didn't put a foot wrong all three weeks. Really, did he, he was um, he was supreme in the mountains. Never particularly looked under pressure. Uh, he yeah he, he battled in the uh, sort of pre pre race favourite pre-race Roglic didn't quite um, quite have it in the mountains. Really, after very good time trialer. Um, and, he he yeah.
0: was ve- very isolated, though, wasn't he? He's, he didn't have any of his he had um, Hesling that got injured just before the uh, the tour, another lad that got injured in the first week, and uh, I think that probably told on on um, on his team.
1: Yeah, he did. As you, um, Movistar um, so often found wanting in the uh, in the Tour de France against uh, Team Sky or Team Ineos as our score They've been out fought without out tactic um, and ran a, rode a very good race with it. They had Lander who um, ended up coming fourth overall. I thought he was superb in sort of a sporting role for Carapaz once he looked like Carapaz was, was there. Mm. And yeah, Movistar generally picked the right times to attack, um, kept pace good at other times, and, and ran, rode a really good race. Um, nibbly. In terms of Nibali, came second, didn't he? Um, still looking like a very good rider, but, but not quite having enough to to win another Giro. He's won two before,
0: hasn't he? Thirty four. Um, I think I read somewhere. The shark, isn't he?
1: The shark, yeah. Um, yeah, so so it was it was quite enjoyable. The the mountains were, were good fun and, and had a bit of drama, but they yeah probably never turned into, a, um you know all all, all guns blazing because um, yeah, Moby Star kind of got Carapaz into a good position. Um, mm. <laughs> and then kinda of rode from there really.
0: And a and a lot of the big hitters for various reasons weren't there, which probably makes it even more exciting the um the Tour de France coming up in the next um month or so. <clears throat> the um that you've got your Dumoulins and your Froome's and Thomas's, Quintana's, Valverde, they're all they're all coming back for it, aren't they?
1: They are yeah, being sure, yeah, I mean Team in the US is now called Team of the Old Team Sky. Didn't really have any much presence in this at all. Their big um, brace got injured. or Could he injure just before the tour, uh, the Giro? Yeah, um, broke his um,
0: collarbone. Um, banal.
1: Uh And from there, they didn't really you didn't really see a lot of them, which was uh, <laughs> a novel change. Mm. Uh, Star yeah, potentially got some four. <laughs> well, Carapaz has won that. They've got Quintana, who's won before and Salverde's won the Grand Tour, hasn't he now? Mm. Uh, and Lander as well. So they've they got some big hitters, and then. Yeah, De Milan. Uh, hopefully recovered an injury from this one, uh, and yeah, obviously I'm sure Freeman and Tom also have plenty to say, so yeah, it'd be nice if, um, if a few different teams mm-hmm. rather, because Sky have controlled it for the last five years, haven't they? it be nice if a few of different teams can, can appear, and we've got, yeah, uh, yeah even within teams like, uh, whatever, a couple of Sky boys, a couple of Moby star boys, and, and go and yeah, see if the Roglicious and the, the Nibblies can cause some trouble as well, so could be a very exciting tour.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um we'll we'll stay in, in France and we just talked about um about uh, the Tour de France. Paris, uh, for the tennis. We're um where are we at with that at the moment? Just just into the second week?
1: We are coming into the quarterfinals, so uh, the women play today. I saw how it went through, didn't She, she won it last mm-hmm. year. Um we but, st- yeah, a couple of
0: We still st- have some British infringe, interest.
1: We do Joanna uh through as well, wasn't she? Still, uh, still going strong. Um, yeah. So yeah, good tournament for her. wasn't Wasn't her easiest year last year, was it? After a good opening, and um, it's a nice to see her return to form. But there were a couple of big shocks, weren't there? That uh, Serena and the world number one uh, Naomi Osaka went out. Mm. Um, so yeah, the the women's uh, is looking interesting. And uh, yeah, the men's have watched an absolutely brilliant game yesterday. Uh, Stan Wawrinka rolling back the years to beat. Uh, I'll try and say his name, right pass or, or Tipsy, as I call him, because he's he's got a sort of T at the front of his <laughs> name, but it's a silent silent T. But I go with Tipsy because it's a bit easier. Yeah, they went into a five-set um, battle that ended up with uh, Rakinca winning uh, eight-six in the fifth. Uh, he'll be rewarded with a tie against Roger Federer, who hasn't dropped a set yet. <laughs> yeah,
0: and Djokovic so is the be... same, isn't he? He's not dropped either.
1: No, he's not. Uh, Nadal has dropped a rare set in the uh, in the tennis, which you don't see too often from Nadal at mm. um, the, uh, the uh, Roland Garris, But yeah, it could be. Um yeah, Djokovic has got a Zerev next who came through today, didn't he? Um then yeah, and then you've got uh yeah, Nadal is playing it's the other young lad, isn't it? I'm trying to think now. Off the uh, top of my head. But yeah, so it could potentially be uh, it's a Nadal Mishikori, that's the one I think. Um no. but yeah, it could potentially be a Nadal Federer semi final. Um I don't know if Aurenka plays like he did yesterday, Federer's got a hell of a match on his hand, but mm. it could, it could well be. Uh, a bit tired after his exertions from from yesterday, um, and then yeah, uh, Djokovic, um, yeah, potentially against the rev in the uh, yeah is is and by the way, uh, yeah against the rev in the quarter, and then Dominic Team who's a bit of a clay court specialist, came through today, um, so mm-hmm. it could be Djokovic team and Federer Nadal, which which would be I suppose a bit dull in one way that the it'll go to serve, uh, we all go to seed sorry. Um, but um, but yeah, some good matches to be had, so, yeah, exciting week, um, yeah, let would love to see Federer and Adal in the French probably one last time, and they've fought with the final so many times before, never never gone well for Roger, but uh, yeah, we could always dream.
0: Yeah. Um, and the other quick hit really was going to be about the boxing, uh, so we'll, we'll leave the, the big one uh, to discuss a bit later on, but there was a few other good, uh, good victories uh, for British British perspective in um, Madison Square Garden on the weekend uh, Callum Smith he won third uh, yeah, I mean, round
1: third round yeah three, three knockdowns on the way to yeah. Hassan and Dan uh, yeah I mean we, we'll get to the big one um, but it could have been a very very good night for uh, the, the British fighters until uh, yeah Callum Smith was, was in against someone who probably wasn't quite his level and he proved it and he um, yeah he's, he's rated number one in the world at super middleweight and he keeps um Keeps proving that it's uh, he wants the massive fights. He hasn't got the massive. He's you know he's in the problem with Smith that he's really really good, but he hasn't got a particularly massive name. So he's he's kind mm. of more trouble than he's worth for the Canellos and the Golovkins in the world that he wants. Um, but yeah, going to America, you know, your debut over there. Or I think it's his debut over there. But certainly biggest fight over there. I know he did a world title for example, and beating someone pretty convincingly doesn't hurt you at all. No. Um, and it'd, yeah, it'd be lovely to see him in with a Canelo or a Golovkin because yeah, he's. um, he, he causing problems, you know. Canelo came in and um, smashed Rocky Field into bits, but Callum, Callum Smith did the same, didn't he? And, um, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think Canelo and uh, Kolov can all leave Callum Smith alone for a while if we have got any sense. Um, I think they can pick off a few more of before they get to that mm. level. Uh, Joshua Bawazzi as well came over. He's probably the the great young hope from um, the last Olympic cycle, isn't he? Yeah, too bad he was mm. at Rio. Um, and he's, he looks excellent. Um, really, yeah, just very. Very tidy boxer, carries some serious power. Seems to have just a quite a, a good mindset. Seems quite chilled and a nice lad from what, when I've heard him talk. Um, but but destructive in the ring, and he keeps um, you know battering <laughs> battering for opponents. And it, it won't be long now for till he gets to the world level, and we'll see what he's got there. Um, but he, he looks very impressive so far, and it, you know it's um, the the light heavies. There are a lot of good fighters out there, but. Um, yeah, at the same time that it's, you know, you had the dominance so a couple live up there and he's he's not he's come back a bit but he's um he's probably not the you know, he's been beaten a couple of times in recent years, hasn't Ward and mm. uh Alvarez. So yeah, but Watsi can go up the rankings pretty quickly with a couple more wins and then he's into world title territory. Um he he's exciting. Um yeah, I think Watsi will go all the way and will become world champion. World number one, we'll, we'll see, but um, yeah, a very very exciting prospect. Uh, mm. Shame for Tommy Coyle, his dream fight, in Madison Square Garden, he got beat by Chris Algieri, which was probably expected. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, he always I think just fighting Madison Square Garden with him from where his career was a few years ago, and he looked like he was not far off finishing. He, he's done very well to get to that level, so so fair play to him for getting out there.
0: Yeah, perhaps the the only slight disappointment of the night, other than uh, the big one, um, was Katie Taylor. Um, she was fighting the. Del- Delphine soon Have I said that right? I think we got
1: a back out. Yeah, I'll make uh,
0: sure I correct you. My uh, my Belgian isn't, isn't great, but um, or my Flemish or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, she was fighting a, a part-time policeman, wasn't she? But um, or full-time policeman, really. But but, uh, but yeah, didn't quite put the performance on that that many expected, and and a lot of people she won by um, majority decision. Uh, but many people said that she probably shouldn't have won.
1: Yeah, I saw a lot of talk of people saying that she shouldn't, and and um, Katie Taylor's loved by a lot of people, and you know mm. she's a, she's a huge hero in Ireland, mm. isn't she? And really show, she was you know a very good Olympic champion, and she hasn't put a foot wrong really in the in the professional ranks so far, and um, yeah, certainly came to fight on Saturday as she always does, but uh, but after coming out quickly and um, looking good, she. Um, she got dragged into it by the the Belgian girl who who sort of predicted as match on the podcast uh, the other week. She said you you know if it was an amateur fight, you would dance around. her in a <laughs> in a longer scrap, um, she'd drag her into a fight, and, and she did. And um, yeah, you uh, it, yeah, it could have gone either way really. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if Taylor chances a rematch with her or not because she she'll hear the talk and whether she wants to put her away. And and I suppose the the, diff- the different thing with women's boxing, as it's still developing, uh, is there aren't. That many huge fights out there for Taylor. The best, the other best fighters in the world uh, are, are weights bigger or too 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 big or too little for her. Mm. Um, and Carissa Shields often mentioned but she's a couple of weights above, and it'd be a big jump for Taylor. Uh, and they could try and meet in the middle, but we'll see. So you know, a, a rematch of a very good fight is, is a fight that probably appeals to her and does appeal to her marketability. I think really and trying to make a bit of a storyline out of it. Women's. I Boxing needs rivalries, doesn't it? It's not. It's not had the the classics like the men's game has had because it's not been around nearly as long. You know, it's, you mm. It's not really a women's version of the Ali's Fraser of this world, or <laughs> you know, the the the, the, the Sugar Ray Robinsons. Those kind of classics, or you know.
0: But but um, do you think that um? Just gone on a bit of a tangent, but do you think that it's it's helped by the fact they don't they don't do the same as the men in terms of uh, they don't do the three minute rounds and they don't do the uh, well, they do five rounds. Is it?
1: I think, yeah. But it's too many rounds, isn't it? Um yeah, I'm not, not really sure what the two minutes thing's about. I d I don't think there's any reason why women's fighters can't fight for three minutes and it it, it changes it massively. Like you can you can just sort of tie over a few quick punches early on and you can win the round or a couple late mm. whereas, you know, three minutes the extra minute. The the second minute that um would often be a low in a men's fight or, you know, someone like Bernard Hopkins would just wouldn't barely throw a punch in the second minute, you'd just throw quite a lot to start and quite a lot at the end of a round mm. to try and steal it for the judges. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have that sort of low or that potential longer period to try and um, keep out of the way of some some big hands. So yeah, I don't, I don't really understand why women's is. Only two minutes, and uh, yeah, I think you know, I'd quite see it go to three minutes and see if that could add a bit of drama. Um, but yeah, it's 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 developing. The going the right way, but there's not a massive amount of qualifiers out there as it as it as it grows, and they want to get better. Um, and they're it it. Katie Taylor's doing a tremendous amount to try and make it a more popular sport and market herself, and she comes across as yeah, just a, a lovely. Lovely woman, um, all round really. Um, but nothing. She, 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 was nice again afterwards and unanimous, But um, it'd be nice to see if she wants to try and you know um, quiet the uh, critics and, and give her another fight and, and see where that goes.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, moving on then from those those quickets that probably lasted uh, half the night, but. The, <laughs> <laughs> We yeah uh, we we talked a lot last of week. shots a lot of shots <laughs> from we <laughs> we'll talk... on the floor by now <laughs> we talked last week uh, about the cricket the cricket world cup that's uh, that's taking place at the minute great start for England wasn't it
1: <laughs> it was and it all came crashing down today uh, yeah <laughs> rising rising and in two, uh, two games yeah for, uh, yeah really really fun opening um, we um, we we batted and probably didn't you know Ben Stokes got back himself into form and probably. Ended up on 311, which once upon a time in one-day cricket was a really big score. Uh, not mm. really now, though. Um, in England, <laughs> um, some of the primary reasons for that, really, of this side for the last few years is, um started turning big scores of like 350 into, uh, not quite routines, but, but starting to normalise them. Um, until today, when they got... you the See the irony Pakistan, of today, then. <laughs> uh, yeah, when well, Pakistan put 340 out, and then when England's chase... three three four. it was a, yeah pretty, but yeah it was you know that sounds close but it was you know it wasn't ever that close in the end i think they needed 19 off the last ball so um <laughs> it was uh yeah they uh they yeah, just lost wickets at important times and couldn't ever quite get the run rate down to what it needed to be um good knocks from root and Butler to hundreds but wasn't enough support around and then we we were terrible in the field today we dropped a few catches and missed misfield and that cost us some runs that could have been really important. um pakistan are a bizarre side they Got smashed. That the game was all done by two o'clock against West Indies. Um, uh, for, for those who don't know, the game starts at half ten and should go until probably at least six. Um, <laughs> so for them to be done by two o'clock was that they got absolute trouts. and then, yeah, I think they scored about 105 in the first game and then they scored 349 a second. So I think I compare them to the Dutch in football and that it can be it can be absolutely magical. It can be terrible. Um,
0: well, they're back. Up, they're on the back of an 11 game uh, losing streak. Yeah, they lost to us, didn't they, in the warm-ups. They didn't yeah. play
1: badly in the warm-ups and they scored some big runs, we just scored more. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a threat to anyone, but they could also be rolled over very easily. I don't think they'll make the semis, but if they play like that, um, they'd be very good. Um, it's a long format, as we've talked about on previous pods in the preview pod. Uh, Two-part of down Under. Um, so, you know, England have got plenty of matches to sort this out, but I think they'd like to, to put a few wins, get a few wins under the belts really and get... Higher up the table, um, and yeah, now I've probably got to beat one of the bigger sides, which are well capable. of And I'm not 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 worried just yet. But it was um, yeah, shame we couldn't start with two two handy victories. Um, mm. But then some have a good games as well. Bangladesh beat South Africa in a bit of an upset. South Africa, as we said on the preview, did, uh, not looking as good as they had done in years past. But still, would have been fancy to beat Bangladesh, and, and Bangladesh scored.
0: Being comfortably as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah
1: 330 in the end. So it was quite a, quite a big victory. Um, the West Indies who. Look like potential dark horses. They, I said, smashed the Pakistanis. Um, Australia and New Zealand both started wins, and then yeah, we're still waiting for the Indians to come to the party, and, and I'm sure they will. Um, they're going to mm. have massive support over here in uh, the UK, um, anywhere they go. And uh, yeah, so it's um, it's, been, it's been a decent start. Shame England didn't win today, and a bit of a shame, I think, really, that England's first two games were on Thursday and Monday. Uh, I had a weekend in between, it would have been, been nice seeing them on a weekend. Um, mm. But. Um, well, yeah, then,
0: you'll it's... you'll get that wish because the next game's uh, Saturday against Bangladesh. Yeah. And,
1: um, in
0: Cardiff. Yeah.
1: It's in Cardiff, is it? Okay. Mm. Um, yeah. Hosted an Ashes Test for them, uh, yeah. We finally remember the uh, Monty panazar James Anderson knock for in the, back in the Ashes, but uh, yeah,
0: that was about was it about an hour or so? Maybe <laughs> longer. Yeah, they
1: held, held it together. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, be nice. But yeah, Bangladesh showed they're not pushovers. So um, hopefully they've been out celebrating that game too much, and we can get back <laughs> in the wing column. But uh, a long way to go. It's, it's a very long tournament. this cricket, so mm. it's it, yeah. It's hard to know too much about. Seeing a few more times playing, seeing where it evens out.
0: Yeah. Well, we uh, and we'll look forward to uh, to chatting with Kale uh, again um, from the Australian perspective once the uh, the tournament's a little bit got gone a little bit further. Um, okay. Well, we did talk about um, the Chelsea Arsenal game uh, briefly. We touched on it. John was a big Arsenal fan, although a big Arsenal fan who wanted um, Spurs to win the uh, Champions League. But wasn't a big Arsenal fan nonetheless, eh? Um, Confused what... Arsenal fan. <laughs> Confused plastic Arsenal fan. Uh... <laughs> what did you? Uh, what did you think make of the the first uh, uh, European final last Wednesday? Um, Chelsea four, Arsenal one.
1: Yeah, pretty dreadful, really. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think they had a bad first half. Arsenal thought they probably had the better of the play and should have had a penalty early on. With Lacazette. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought that definitely was a penalty. He Did go down reasonably easily. We did get contact in the penalty area. Um, didn't get given.
0: Mm. He, he could have stayed up though, couldn't he? Ah, uh,
1: potentially. He, he, he's not always. He doesn't always go down too easily. Lacazette. He sometimes does. So I don't know. It was. Um, it,
0: yeah, I, I, I can't as a, as a you know salary in my team. I can't you know bemoan players going down easily. But um, it just felt that had he stayed on his feet. He had, a, he had a free shot at goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, perhaps he could, um, but I think he, he thought it was a penalty and was, was shocked and didn't get given, and, um, mm. and, and rightly so, really. It was, um, I, I, yeah, I thought it was taken down, but after so half uh, after half time, it was, um, yeah, just it was two different. Yeah, it was men against boys, and it was just, half some, uh, yeah, defensively, it's been weak all season. It came to came to the bear again and Giroud's first goal was a brilliant header and mm, cracking. Right, maybe maybe could Koscielny's lost a slight step to losing but yeah I don't particularly concede a goal like that but after that he just played around and yeah Hazard was, was made made out to be brilliant and he, he did have a couple of good moments but I think the, the shame of it was I don't think Hazard dominated the whole game and, and yet Arsenal got well well beaten and as soon as it, they got a bit of hope in the game and scored the um, the goals to make it 3-1 away with a great strike they went and conceded in crush right back in the ring and um the criticisms that have been leveled at Arsenal for years of being mentally weak and don't want it in the big games they uh, look the same once again you, you know it's um, Wenger's gone now um, but yeah it, it's been a terrible end to the season for Arsenal in terms of premiership results I missed the Champions League by point didn't manage to make up for it here by winning Europa League and they made uh, a mockery not...
0: of uh, of our predictions didn't they <laughs> last week me and you were, were sitting there I think we basically had a comfortable Arsenal win but Despite everything you've said, you everything that we kind of know about Arsenal being a, having this soft on the belly. Um, yeah, we uh, we went completely wrong there.
1: And I mean, Chelsea did finish third and, and did have a decent end to the season. Uh, and, and fair play to that, but it's, it's no vintage Chelsea side either. It's not. No. Um, it's not what I wanted. The, the Terry job Lampard era. They um, they're a weird amalgamation of um, another another sort of side like similar to United and and Arsenal. To, well, not really Arsenal, but similar to more United and. I think mean, the city to a bit really of different players from different uh, regimes who've been sort of brought in and, um, and different managers. Uh, and yeah, Chelsea just a weird collection of players who made Arsenal very ordinary. They're the best player on the pitch Hazard, but they yeah Arsenal didn't put them under much pressure under them, sort of a good opening spell where they, they had most of the ball without a lot of cutting edge. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's really disappointing and now sets Arsenal up for a, a very difficult summer with apparently not loads of money to spend and, and lots of play, lots of new um, blood needed.
0: Yeah. It um, was just it was just a little bit toothless, wasn't it? Which um, Completely, com- completely and that's that's what there. Um, and Emery, you know, we talked before like Emory he's a manager who knows how to win the competition. He um yeah, he either thought he'd be able to set up his team and, and motivate his team, which seemed to be the biggest the biggest lack.
1: I mean yeah, yeah, so I thought i probably better start so first half without loads to it, but then yeah, yeah, half time just came out flat and then didn't seem to be able to Get any control once they started, you know, going behind really, and um, yeah, no matter what I did, didn't seem to um, be able to, you yeah, know, wrestle the ball particularly well and, and, and organise a defence. And um, yeah, it's some serious work to do in terms of having a, a more organised, a better drilled side who, who can, I don't know, pick up runners and, and when someone passes the ball over, and someone else track a man. It's just yeah, really basic stuff mm. that Arsenal don't do well enough. And um, yeah, they do need some better players in those positions, but. Uh, at the same time they they also need to have a better idea. Of that, you know, they of can can take a bit of control of the game really and they haven't had that for for many years now and it's and then they've not been nearly as successful as they were for the previous ten years before that, unsurprisingly. No. no. Um, so yeah, very disappointed. But, <laughs> um, and, but fair, fair play Chelsea, are, you know, they have, have turned what looked like a terrible season. Apparently sorry was gonna turn it in, around into not a bad season, they've got um, a European trophy, they'll be in the Champions League next season. Mm. Um, qualified through the Premiership and through winning this, and they're probably going to get another new manager, aren't they? But um, not not in a terrible position necessarily. We'll uh, oh, see oh. what happens with their transfer there.
0: And with the two European finals, we we said before that you know neither of them were particularly great in quality, although Chelsea did did show uh, forty five minutes of uh, some decent stuff. Um, although you could argue Arsenal let them. Um, is it is it something to do with uh, the games being played? Two and a half, three weeks after the end of the season, intense finale to the season, and then just a bit of a drop off. Um, I know other cl- other clubs around uh, the country, around Europe, they or other leagues they play till like Italy, I think, finished last week, didn't they? Um, uh, are the English, uh, the Premier League, are they missing the trick?
1: This is this year's been particularly long, hasn't it? I don't. It wasn't that big a gap last year when you were in the Champions League final, was it? As I remember, um, I can't remember. to we be We did quite often finish before. Other European leagues, but this one's been like about a three week break, hasn't it? Sometimes Mm. we're a couple of weeks, and that's I don't think a couple of weeks is too bad because you're basically just having one extra week off in the minute, you know, one week, one game weekend off, aren't you? Mm. Uh, But this just felt incredibly long, yeah. I think it probably does. The players lose a bit of sharpness, they there's a bit of a come down. You love like end of season um, dinners for you know the ND premiership season and stuff, and probably um, you know, you're gonna you're still really training, but you're not gonna be training like maniacs in terms of fitness, are you? Everyone's body's been on the line. and so, yeah, I think it probably did. Um, Arsenal-Chelsea obviously wasn't helped by the location that it, it looked like a very trap um, affair. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I was in a pub in, in in Arsenal territory. It was very lively in the, for, for the first half and before the game, but it, the, the stadium didn't seem to match that and, and had <laughs> a lot of empty seats, which is a real shame for a, a high-profile game like that. Um, well, apparently
0: they put it out on local radio at half-time to um, say to the fans if they came down they were going to get free tickets, which uh, yeah. probably sets up all sorts of other problems that, that you know that they shouldn't be doing but, um, but there we go that's probably UEFA's ineptitude is probably a conversation for another day <laughs> yeah
1: um, but yeah it didn't help but uh, yeah it's uh, it just yeah Didn't neither game was very good which is a shame after um, some some really good semi-finals in the Champions League and decent ones in the Europa League as well to be fair um, mm. just a shame the finals didn't quite didn't live up to them at all
0: yeah Okay, well, so something that um, certainly did live up to what was predicted to be uh, a drab affair, um, Jono, uh, your man, and I say your man uh, because uh, you're the one who is a big, big AJ fan. Um, he, uh, well, is he has he duped us all this time? No.
1: Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's not throw, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm not going to throw the baby out of the bar for me, I don't want to, and I think there's been too much of this already, which I don't like, in that like, demeaning all his previous achievements, because he had a terrible night on Saturday, um, I don't think that's right, but that doesn't change the fact that it was a terrible night on Saturday, uh, I'm still shocked, uh, really, yeah, I was devastated and, and still haven't been really <laughs> still trying to work out what happened, but yeah. Um, yeah, the bloke who's been who hasn't put a foot wrong really in his career so far. Um, as yeah, great British hope. He, he's he knocked out, all, one of his opponents has been yeah shown some serious destruct, destructive power. And yeah, this was his chance to go over to America and um, put his name down and sort of yeah, was, yeah we, we were already talking about next fights, were not we? As we mm-hmm. have been for a while. And get on the mic and tell Wilder um, what for. And yeah, just you know have a good uh, a good win and, and yeah put his yeah put his name out and. Um, he, he, he didn't start off brilliantly but he, he you know did enough and then he puts Ruiz on his ass, and you think, oh he's going to get that quick stoppage that I bet on and I'm going to win some money here. And, uh, <laughs> um, and he goes in a bit wildly and maybe, maybe the wilder pressure got to, maybe all the talk of wanting to make a big name in America did. But he, um, he went in too quickly and uh, yeah, he, um, he got himself into some real bother as uh, Ruiz. No, not but but that's the I thing know. though he
0: he didn't go in too quickly because he was he was settled in the fight you know, like you say he was he'd had the knockdown he was he was in control, and then yeah I don't really know he got caught with a a, a kind of a shot from Ruiz that caught him on the temple and that seemed to be the beginning of the end for him wasn't it.
1: Oh, that's what I mean. He, he went in a bit wildly, didn't he? And he, he gave Ruiz a try. Ch- you know, sort of, it's quite often said, isn't it, a fighters at um, his most dangerous when he's just been knocked down. In that he, um we well, took out two ways. You know, you can try and like cover up and, and you know wrap the other fighter up, or you can try and swing wildly back. And then Ruiz went for that approach and it um, paid dividends. Um, yeah, Joshua, I think one of the great qualities he has shown so far up until Saturday is that he, once he's got someone hurt, he, he generally finishes them very well and very quickly. And. And um, this time he, he didn't really set it up. He, he went in a bit, all guns blazing. Didn't really set up. did you know? It's jab. Didn't really was no jab there on Saturday. And of the fight part particularly, he didn't particularly work the body. And um, mm. yeah, he, he worries, um he weighed in a bit too much. A bit too carefree. Maybe thought brewers could hurt him. Um, he certainly could. For um, you know, I saw some, I saw some comments online uh, that a friend sent us, and um, it was about Josh Rovinow. Essentially a weak chin. I thought that was was nonsense. Uh, up to this point, um, <laughs> he, um He's taken some big shots off the of big punches like Povek and Dillian White, um, and you know Vladimir Kitchko with a huge shot he got up from. Uh, but now he's been put. He's on his ass four times by Andy Ruiz, mm. um, who, as I said last week, he's not a muppet. Um, but he, he, <laughs> I certainly I don't think he's good enough to do what he did yeah, No chance. Um, uh, he. Um, yeah, fair play to him. He's obviously uh, he's done, done great, done great guns for us, uh, fat boys everywhere. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he, um, he shouldn't. Yeah, he should be doing that uh, to to Joshua really. And that's that's what you wonder because it's um, it's yeah, it's it's odd that someone who's been so so good really, not really put foot wrong, just suddenly seemed all at sea. Um,
0: it's, it's because he's been mollycoddled, though, isn't it? Plays as all his fights at home, he's having big stadiums, a lot of loving, everyone likes him. Fighters are, are lost to fight practically, practically before they started. Goes into the big, bag wide world and, and gets found out by someone half his size, half his reach, um, three, three times his weight.
1: The big bad world. Uh, he still had plenty of big bad hit rates coming in before, right? Going going on broad maybe that is what put the pressure. Um, but that doesn't mean that he, but he's been money got up to this point. I think he's not had any challenges because he's he certainly fought some very good fighters, fighters who, who look a lot better than Andy Ruiz on paper and have got better wins than that. And he's he's come through. So this is what I mean. I don't think it's um, it's correct to to say that he's he's terrible or that he's, he's just been a fraud all this time. I, I think that's nonsense because he's he's won some great fights, but. Um, yeah, I would love to know what um he, he afterwards, you know, gave all the credit to Ruiz mm. and, and and fair play for that and he said there weren't things or he, he sounded a bit confused, he was he was very congratulatory of um, Ruiz wasn't he, which was odd. Um but he'd just been had been concussed all over the place so I'm not gonna worry,
0: worry too much. Um Yeah, he, he did he, he was he was very um complimentary at the end and said it was all about uh, Ruiz's night and fair play to him for that. Although there was a yeah. there was another interview we had afterwards, uh, a couple of hours later the BBC managed to get with him and he said um, when they asked him "When you know, is it the rematch next and you're thinking about the rematch uh, he said no no I want to go after Wilder which just seems bonkers it, is, does that mean it was about the money all along it wasn't about the belts
1: oh, I suppose well, he'd be able to get one belt off either, wouldn't he? he's got none now um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's um, I heard uh, another podcast talking today about what could happen with belts and it is very interesting because if, if um, if a couple of the different bodies want to be difficult they could, um, could quite easily try and force Ruiz into um, a mandatory. You know, um, the WBO, you've got Usyk and Dillian White both up there, um, the IBF, Pulev has been mandatory for a while, he, I said last week he was banned, he was banned, but he's, mainly, he's only banned in California I think so he's <laughs> quite somewhere else. Um, so I you, Alan, um, so
0: Usyk, Usyk's an option because Usyk was a, has come up for another weight as champion?
1: Yeah, if you're a champion, another weight apparently you can um, call on a mandatory against the uh, against the new champion, and I think if it was Joshua, he'd probably wait a while because or well, the Joshua before Saturday. Ah, no, uh, no chance. Yeah, get stuck in, uh, um, and they try and build that fight. I think that was probably one of their plans, I think that was probably a long term to look at Usyk maybe after the Wilder, but um, yeah, now so um, they've got to hope their rematch clause is pretty watertight, um, mm. but uh, and get Ruiz in. But it wasn't. Um, that's the thing. It's not. Uh, you know, it talks about other shocks, and it's been compared to Douglas uh, Tyson. I don't think it's the same level as that. That was an even bigger shot. But like, it's the probably better one is Lewis V. Reitman. Um Lewis Lewis was caught with one brilliant punch, and went down. Um, mm. Joshua was battered, and it wasn't just that he was uh-huh. hit with a heavy shot. You know, he was. Reece hands looked quicker. Joshua looked <laughs> slow, ponderous. He couldn't sort of establish his place in the ring. He couldn't sort of the pain power. And he, he's, he's gone back to the
0: corner, now. asking like, uh, "What do I do? How how am I? How do I cope? here Can somebody come and mm-hmm. hold me hand?"
1: <laughs> um, yeah he's not he's shown ability to, to get through drama before. you know the Klitschko fight was was, was brilliant and, and he he really he rode some um some you know turbulent waters Dillian White Povek mm. and they both stunned him so he, he's shown you a bit before I don't know what was different on Saturday and why he couldn't but yeah Ruiz looked faster he looked stronger he he took the center of the ring off Joshua which is very rare and mm. um that's what he wants to look at because if he you know, if he goes in and tries to fight the same fight, he'll get B again. It's, um, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't right, and he needs to have a rethink. And whether he, his mind was somewhere else, or whether he was looking too far ahead, or if he, it was just a great punch that kind of wobbled him, because he never really seemed to recover from it. But um, he didn't show an ability to, to change things and get back in the fight, and that um, was, a, was a real disappointing thing. And uh, he'll need to, I mean, he's, I think I assume he goes straight back into a, a rematch because he needs to, but he, he needs to have a a complete rethink and a, a retact, a, you know, a retactic and, and yeah, he needs to fight a lot bigger, get behind his big um get behind a big jab and then try and take out. Because it was a lovely punch he caught Ruiz with. Um, mm-hmm. so he, he's he obviously still carries power and he can put Ruiz on his pants but then not you know, not then back in the fight. So, um yeah, it's uh really disappointing. I think he's he's been a great ambassador for sport so far. I think mm-hmm. Tyson Fury was very classy and acknowledged yeah. as much. Um and you know, Joshua Plenty of British fighters now I would say how big he's been for developing the sport in this country, um, and, and now the challenge is on him. Can you can you rebound from a loss? Because because most heavyweights lose. Uh, Rocky mm. Nelson is about the only one who doesn't. Um, you know yeah, the weights: Muhammad Ali, the Lennox Lewis's, the Klitschko's, um, the Foreman, you know, They they all lost fights and come back uh, and won titles. Can Joshua do the same? Um,
0: well, David, so. yeah. Can Can you think of a, uh, an opposite opponents that that won't beat him in the in the top ten?
1: Uh, not fine like that. Uh, I think there's a lot more <laughs> to Joshua. I think he'll come back stronger. Um, I think he'll, um, yeah, I, I think he will turn things around. Um, but that's uh, as much hope as confidence. But <laughs> if he doesn't, if he looks like he did on Saturday. Um, yeah, I'd fancy, uh, I fancy quite a few fights against him. I'd be if I'd be uh, Chizor or David Price or Dave Allen, mm. I'd be fancying <laughs> my chances. Um, well, so, uh,
0: Price yeah, Allen is that this week? Price Allen. No, no, it's
1: no, no. uh, July's July. it? there on the um, the white the Dillian White undercard. Who um, mm. who you know, had a, had a chance to fight Joshua, didn't he? A few months ago, I heard someone else saying he'd probably be regretting not taking that fight at Wembley. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what comes out. I don't think Joshua's the type to make a lot of excuses, and he's going to be saying that he was ill or what have you. I think he' going to try and go quiet. And someone else, someone else, like it'd probably Eddie him will say uh, make some excuses for him down the line. But yeah. I'm glad they didn't in the immediate aftermath of the fight allow, allow Ruiz to have his moment. And um, yeah. Yeah, favourite Mexico, uh, the famed boxing nation, uh, great <laughs> fighters across the way, but never had a heavyweight champion, now, mm-hmm. now they have got one. Um, and I uh, saw so today he said he wanted to fight Joshua in Mexico, which I, I think would be superb myself.
0: Um, no, Joshua won't go over there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, that would be interesting to see what comes out of the negotiations, because, uh, yeah, I mean, Didion White didn't want the fight with Joshua because he said about the rematch clause was was really bad and Dillian White was a lot bigger than Andy Ruiz so mm. I assume that they've got some clauses in there that still favour Joshua money wise and stuff but um, still Ruiz is going to make himself a fortune and who's um, and to say he can't beat Joshua again he's, yeah. he's going to feel all confident and um, yeah Joshua needs to <laughs> to really um, to go back to the drawing board um, and go from there really like, we did have a, a bar made about it didn't we Gareth?
0: We did yeah we had a, a question from from Dave in Liverpool Um who I thought you might—I've asked a question about uh, how good Luper were in the in the Champions League, but he's not. He's gone for um, how big an effect do you think fighting so infrequently has had on uh, on AJ? So if the last time he fought was September, uh, before this
1: one, yeah, I'd, I'd look into this one because I was trying to think. Joshua hasn't—I've never really fought with him. He's never been an active Fire in um, you know. Tyson few had problems and went away for a few years and some fighters only seems to fight like Amir Khan barely fights once a year, does he? Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But then I went back and looked and for the last few years Joshua's kind of been a twice a year fighter and it when you get to a certain level um, you know as a heavyweight it you can it starts to come in less. So he 2016 so I'll go back to one more. 2015 I think he fought uh, yeah five times. Um, 2016 he went one less and fought three times. Um, then 2017 was twice. 2018 was twice, and 2019. Um, He's just fought the once now. We're all the way into June, so we will probably only fight once again. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, something you wonder, but it's it's bizarre because uh, I I kind of think he, he might need a break for all the you know what you think is or well, something like this pressure, uh, and what did that mean for him? Uh, so you kind of think he, he might need a break away from the sport, and just go and have a couple of weeks away from it. And alright he hasn't fought for a while, but yeah, i gonna say
0: that's lot. what that's what he's been doing with the last. So it wasn't was a break though.
1: It wasn't a break though, was it? Because he had fights being negotiated constantly. He thought he was. Getting but he wasn't in camp or anything, though. A, no, but you can't go out and just like enjoy yourself and cut loose, Ricky Hatton style, when you think you're gonna be fighting a few months later, can you? And Joshua is the kind of bloke who is fairly obsessed anyway. Um, yeah. And so I don't think he was. He's still on edge, and you can't really cut loose and, and go with George So you think you're going to be fighting Dillian White a couple, a couple of months later? So he kind of didn't get that um, that assured plan really. When he finally got a plan, the bloke who's meant to be fighting you know failed a load of drugs tests. So he's. I kind of think he needs a little breakaway. But if mm. he, you know, he needs to probably get Ruiz back in quickly. Otherwise, risk. Um, well, Ruiz could lose to anyone, couldn't he? Yeah. Potentially. could go um, anywhere. And and then you, you know, he's. And you know, uh, governing bodies are quite quite happy to be associated with someone um, who's, a, who's a unified champion. And it looks like Joshua has got all the markability, but mm. Andy Ruiz probably uh, carries it for a bit of fun in a different way. But I they want to keep him unified
0: champion if they don't need to because he, he could get beat by anyone. And uh, well, yeah, we yeah. Have, the, the belts will all end up on, on Fury's shoulders anyway. Uh yeah, he's
1: just, uh, yeah, if you can get past the mighty Tom Schwartz. Um but it, it opens the heavyweight division up so much now. Um and it makes it really interesting. I saw Wilder was um yeah, not particularly uh classy afterwards and was just yeah, taking props at Joshua. Um, but why not? But yeah he's uh, just, just, uh, well, yeah, kick around out when he's down if you want, but they didn't make it was particularly classy. And um, but it, the just...
0: whole, the whole thing over the, with Wilder and uh, Wilder and Joshua over the last twelve months, eighteen months has been one camp says one about the other, one camp says the other about something about the other. One's ducking and the other one's ducking. Uh, yeah, well, why, why not? why not just throw another grenade over there when when Joshua loses and say, oh, well, you know, you were, looks like you were running for me all, all all along. You've been found out. That's what you want. You don't want him to. I mean, I, I thought Fury's was it was a nice message and um, kind of he, he didn't really he more promoted what Josh was done for the for the sport of boxing, like you were saying. And uh, he was, I suppose, Fury has a slight different take on things in terms of a mental health point of view. He, you know, he said sort of almost like a arm round, cajoling him, saying, "Don't worry, you know, you'll you'll be back," kind of thing. But but um, but I'm sure Fury next time he has an interview, there'll be a, a little bit of a smile and he'll be saying something on the lines of. You know it's all coming to me or the Joshua's ducked and we found out the real Joshua yeah, I'm, I'm sure those kind of jibes are coming from Fury
1: uh, once upon a time I'd agree with you I don't think Fury take sit that way now he seems to just more concentrate on himself and not worry too much and just say I mean, he had a couple of pops at white didn't he? and he had a little bit of a spat but I don't um, I think Fury probably respected Joshua in a thought one day and we may have a huge fight against him and hopefully he still will but I think yeah, Fury's kind of doing his own thing really whereas Wilder <laughs> um for all his bluster was um you know only became a star after fighting fury who um who he, who, you know, for, for my money wilder took him a time when he thought well fury was a, a pretty easy hit for him um and he got rude awakening um so yeah i don't think wilder's been uh he's been champion you know he's been champion longer than joshua and has had a lot more fights and still hasn't fought a particularly great caliber of fire i don't think and for him to to get on like he's the real deal. Uh, he's he's got, certainly got the real punching power. but I still think he's got a lot to prove, and he was very nearly stopped in the last fight. So, uh, yeah, maybe he's just annoyed, because he, he just potentially lost, um, I don't know, 50 million or something. But, uh, yeah, it's mad to someone who I don't think's quite got the record to carry what he said. Um, and, uh, yeah, he wants to take shots at Joshua when he's down prime, but, uh, yeah, that fight could still happen, but it's, it's probably, when we thought it was potentially next year, it's probably... Two plus years away now maybe. Just Josh, Josh really needs to go back and rebuild and probably rebuild his confidence after that. Um if he can beat Ruiz next time, I don't think he then wants to walk straight into
0: Wilder the next fight after that. Um So I, I think probably the the promoters have cost this fight there, haven't they? Eventually, between between whether it was Hearn um or the other side it was between them they've cost it being the big the big kind of showdown that was gonna be in the big multi million pound fight because they've one of them eventually got caught.
1: Completely, and that's the risk. I mean, heavyweight boxing is that more lethal, isn't it? It's the amazing um, event where anyone can really knock out anyone because these are such big boys carrying such potential power. And um, it was always a risk from both sides. Um, yeah, uh, and yeah, eventually did it. So there is. Um, there is definitely something to try and push a promote a fight, and make it bigger and bigger by letting it last a bit longer. And that fight did become bigger than it would have been if they fought at the end of last year. But um, you've not got to lose sight of what's in front of you, and there's been so much talk in the build-up to the Joshua fight about the Wilder fight, when's it going to happen, blah blah. That mm-hmm. um, maybe he did take his after the ball, or maybe not even take. I don't think he, the way he talked he was thinking that Ruiz was was a joke or anything, but um, it's still. I, I,
0: I know the old do. I'm not trying. I'm a popper, AJ, particularly here. But he, he was saying beforehand, wasn't he "the best he's ever felt," and talked about how he he's um, he's found out stuff this camp about his diets that he's never had before, and so he's he feels better than he did in the Pavetkin fight, better than he did the uh, fight before that. You talked about how and you know everything. If you believe everything he was saying, he was he comes across as though this is the the best he could have possibly been, AJ.
1: Yeah, you look at his weight. and Nothing that was really good. I think he's probably at his best at about 17 and a half stone. That's where his best performances have come from. So I don't think that was a problem. It, you know, you, you you said about the um, you know being a, being modicoddled and away from home comforts, and there could be something to that. He's he's um, you know the British. A lot of British uh, boxers have gone over to America and come up short, particularly heavyweights. Lennox Lewis, I think, broke about hundred year curse for me when he went and did it, and. Um, <laughs> He's still, uh, yeah, he's still got beat by. Well, he got beat by an American in, in the UK, actually. But um, you know, we've not got a great record. Frank Bruno, uh, going over there um, of winning heavyweight title fights in the states, but but this, this wasn't against um, American, though, was it? Uh, Mexican American. He's, he's, he's Californian, technically. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's claimed, claimed Mexico, and oh, the anniversary he wants, and um, um, yeah, not got a good good record over there, uh, and and he's. He, Certainly, you know when he fights in front of ninety thousand at Wembley, or or you know eighteen thousand, the the two. It's um, it's a roaring pit for him, and he's enjoyed that. And going, he didn't really go into the Lions Den, but going away from his home cup has, has it seemed to affect him. And um, yes, yeah, already say wants to fight back in the UK against Ruiz. Um, maybe, but then yeah, Joshua is is now not he's now lost a lot of you know market position with the other fighters obviously the Fury and the White fights make sense over here but the Wilder fight looks more likely in the stakes now doesn't it if, if he yeah. can beat Ruiz and get himself back and ready um, yeah he's going to have to go and, and rethink but yeah let's see he's he's been touted as a great champion he certainly had a great start to his career up until Saturday night let's see what you got and see if you can rebuild I hope he can um, He doesn't. there's no reason he doesn't have to finish him um, but uh, 29 years not getting any younger he, he should be towards his physical boxing peak now or the next couple of years, you know, after that before his his refit's so essentially start um coming away and he's had a, a you know, a very high pressure but very um clever marketing career and he's you know he's such a marketable face and he's done sponsorships sponsorship for so many things. Maybe that sort of stuff's gotten away a bit and um, he's lost focus. There's but well, there's only a number of different reasons why we can something like that happened um on Saturday, but, but really what it comes down to is he needs to Needs to take a completely look at himself. Maybe change up some things he's doing. The things that have worked for him so far didn't work against a, a top fifteen, top twenty heavyweight um, <laughs> who um, who obviously didn't look in great shape. What you'd um, well, say wasn't in great shape. He'd been back to back flight camps, so he wasn't. You know, he's not an idiot, but he, he's never going to be the the chisel friend that we can sometimes accept as heavyweights. So, yeah, go back, uh, think about how you're boxing, establish yourself, and and get behind it you know, he's a, he's six foot six, so he didn't really have any jab on, on Saturday night. He a power he did catch him one very good shot, but then he he waded in silly afterwards. Yeah. Um yeah, let's see, can can you respond from that? Can you uh can you come back and re-establish yourself and show it was just a one bad night at the office which every boxer can have. Um or you know, was it um was he on a great run that was some clever matchmaking and um fighting the right people at the right time with some, some still with some very impressive performances and I, I don't think it was just clever matchmaking or clever marketing. Um but he's those doubts are out there now. His chin's now by the yeah. fighters because he got put down four times around the He's got some he's got some questions to answer. Let's see. Let's see if he can.
0: Yeah, well we'll look forward to a, a Fury dominated uh, heavyweight division in the next uh, three or four years.
1: yeah um, but can't wait and uh, yeah there's talk of Fury Wilder 2 wasn't there again um, Mm. (laughs) uh, in next year so we'll um, we'll see Uh, yeah roll on Tom Schwartz (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah well thanks very much uh, today for the the barmaid question if you want to give us a barmaid question uh, it's a question that um, you want us to debate or discuss uh, please send one through to at pint 2 and that could be about uh, any of the sports that we um, well any sport really we'll have a bash at uh, trying to discuss it so that's that point to either either on Facebook or on on Twitter, and uh, yeah, so it's been a bit of a mammoth session this one. Um, we had a, quite a few things to cover, um, but uh, I've, I've quite enjoyed it. So thanks very much, Shana.
1: Yeah, no worries. We did have a lot to cover there, and we are about to enter the fallow month. So uh, as you said on the uh, questions, uh, yeah, it, it will give any sport <laughs> a go because we're probably going to have to over the next few months, aren't we? <laughs> Oh, we've got the mighty England uh, this week who are going to sort of storm towards uh, Nations League glory, aren't we, Gareth? We can certainly discuss that next week. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I don't know what you're going to do without
0: the uh, the Liverpool boys uh, not being there, and i the few of the Spurs boys. But, um, but yeah, I suppose the uh, yeah we'll we'll we'll, d- we'll discuss that next week, perhaps. The European champions, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, uh, the good thing about this uh, this week though was um, was Jordan Henderson uh, lifting the Champions League. Wasn't it? That's that's the place where we probably should end. Uh, here's to you, Jordan Henderson. the
1: eh? uh, Andy Ruiz, Fat Boys of the World unite! All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheers, Jarom. See you later. <laughs> See you next week.